0: The next town that Paul went to was Corinth. He left Athens and he went to Corinth and he met a Jewish person there named Aquila. And he had a wife named Priscilla. And they had come there, they used to be in Rome, but they had been, Claudius, the emperor, had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. So he met them and he stayed with them. And they were the, had the same trade that Paul had. So Paul, as it was an apostle but he didn't get paid for being an an apostle so he had to like make money somehow and the way he did that was by making tents you know so people could go camping not really people lived in tents a lot of people did so He made tents and sold them. And Aquila and Priscilla also made tents and sold them. So they got to know each other and they worked together. And they were believers too. And they're going to become like companions of Paul who help him in preaching the gospel. So he reasoned in every synagogue, or sorry, in the synagogue every Sabbath, trying to persuade both Jews and Greeks. Then Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia because Paul had left them there before. And Paul was occupied with the word testifying that Jesus was the Christ. But then the Jews reviled him and he shook out his garments and he said, your blood be on your own heads and I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. What he meant was the prophet Ezekiel um, in his book, God had said to, to Ezekiel, uh, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way and he doesn't listen, then his blood is on his head. But if you if I tell you to warn him and you don't warn him, then I will require his blood at your hands, meaning you'll be guilty for not calling that person to repentance when I told you to. And Paul's saying, I, I'm not guilty. I told you. I warned you. I called you. You're, you're rejecting it. So then he went to the house of a man named Titius Justus, who was a worshiper of God, and his house was next to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord together with his whole household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. So then one night, the Lord appeared to Paul in a vision. He said, don't be afraid, but go on speaking and don't be silent, for I am with you. And no one will attack you to harm you, for I have many in this city who are my people. So Paul stayed there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. That's a lot longer than he had, than he stayed a lot of places. In a lot of places, they would start persecuting him. And, and here, even though some of the Jews rejected, the ruler of the synagogue was Jewish, and he believed, and Aquila and Priscilla were Jewish, and they believed, and many of the Gentiles believed. And so that was really encouraging to Paul. Eventually, when Gallio was pro of Achaia, the Jews who didn't believe made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, charging him, saying, this man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. They were claiming that what Paul was teaching was against the law of Rome. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Gallio said to the Jews, If it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O oh Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of questions about words and names in your own law, see to it yourself. I refuse to be a judge of these things. So Gallio was 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 being wise. He recognized the same thing that Pontius Pilate recognized when the Jews brought Jesus before Pilate, except Pilate caved into their pressure. Galileo probably didn't have as much pressure, but he also didn't cave. He said, I'm not going to deal with this. This is ridiculous. This is a religious matter. This isn't a matter of the law. So he drove them out of the tribunal. And then they all seized Sosthenes, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Galileo paid no attention to any of this. Then Paul stayed many days and then took leave of all the brothers. And he left and set sail for Syria. And he brought... Priscilla and Aquila with him. At synchrea he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. I don't know what that means. He had, for some reason, taken some vow about not cutting his hair for a certain amount of time. Now he has cut his hair. Then they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. That must mean he left April- Priscilla and Aquila there. But he went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he said, I can't. But when he took leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from there and he came to Caesarea and he greeted the church and he went to Antioch and he spent some time there and then departed and went from one place to the next, strengthening the whole region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening the disciples. Now there was a Jew named Apollos, Apollos kind of sounds like Apollos, but it's different. Apollos probably undoubtedly comes from the name of the Greek god Apollo. What's Apollo uh, supposed to be the god of in Greek myth? The Greek god of sun. The, the Greek sun? The god of poets. Okay. The Greek god of prophecies. Well, that's kind of interesting because Apollos, we're going to hear, he's a native of Alexandria. He came to Ephesus. He's a believer, but he was an eloquent man. El- you want know eloquent means? No. It means he was very good at speaking. That he could speak in good language, that he could speak and captivate an audience, that that he could find good words to say, oh, and and the, God's, and the god of music,
1: and kay. the god of
0: stupidness, because kay. he is stupid. So he was a so Apollos was a preacher, so he was a prophet, and he was eloquent, so he was like a poet, and he was competent in the scriptures. He really knew the Bible well, and he had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he was fervent in spirit, and he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus. Though there were some things he didn't know about, like it says he only knew the baptism of John, which probably means that he hadn't had an outpouring of like the charismatic gifts. It's a little unclear here. So he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him uh, the way of God more accurately. So that's a really good example of of what Christians can do. You know, Apollos has a gift for preaching. Priscilla and Aquila don't appear to have been preachers. Uh, uh, Priscilla certainly wasn't. She she was the wife. She was a woman. I don't think Aquila, the man, the husband, was either. They were both helpers to Paul, but they also both knew the scripture really well. They didn't have the job of being a pastor or a preacher, but they paid attention. And when they realized that Apollos had a few things a little bit wrong... They took him aside privately. They didn't stand up and say, "'Hey, you got that wrong, don't be an idiot.'" They took him aside privately and explained it to him. So when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. When he arrived, he he greatly helped those who had believed through God's grace, for he powerfully refuted the Jews in public, showing by the scriptures that the Christ was Jesus. So you're seeing this gospel spread. Paul has gone through and strengthened the believers, and then this is bringing more people to be ready to to preach too. That's the way it works today also, you know. Uh, Some people get trained, then they train other people. And then there are some people who are pastors, but there are other people who aren't pastors, but they still know the Bible really well. You guys won't be pastors, but it'll still be your job to know the Bible really well in order to teach your children, in order to encourage other people, in order maybe to point something out to somebody if they get something wrong, but do it in private. You don't stand up and say, hey, bro, you're wrong. <laughs> that, would be, that would be inappropriate. Yeah. It would be kind of mean. It would be kind of mean, yeah. Maybe to teach Sunday school, maybe to be teachers. Um, you don't have to be a teacher. Not everybody's going to be a teacher. Because you don't you do first of all the point of life isn't just to make money second of all you do make money by being a teacher okay you just you just don't make a lot of money okay? um it's important though I don't just mean I don't mean a teacher in like a public school you could do that too but I meant like a teacher in like a Christian day school you could go to a manual to become a teacher uh, one nice thing about that is too that I mean- uh even though you may, don't make a lot of money as a christmas school teacher, the good news is you also don't have to spend a lot of money at emmanuel college to become a teacher as you have to spend a ton of money at a lot of other colleges but anyway.